Hello, my friends, Nick Labretti here for JR Cigars. And here at JR, we are passionate about everything. You want cigars? We're passionate about Romeo, Monte Cristo, Aging Room. You're passionate about cigar cutters, lighters? We have everything. We are passionate about life here at JR Cigars and only here at JR Cigars. Did, did we get it? I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? I'm out here busting my hump. I got Mike Guy in here. Get this freaking camera out of the way. At JR Cigars, we're passionate about everything. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, friends, cigar lovers across the globe. It's Friday night, Jordan. Smoke We're Night Live. Live, baby. This is episode 351 of Smoke Night Live. It's going to be a fun show tonight. We've got a great guest lined up for you. Because it's Espinosa every day, we will uh, we'll bring on our guest shortly. But Jordan, we got a cigar giveaway going on. Yes. That's right. We're does. giving away... Not one cigar, not two cigars, not three, but a hundred and eight, not five, a hundred and eight cigars. We're get, Hold that, on. We could spend the whole night not doing this. Not seven cigars. <laughs> get this, guys. A hundred and eight cigars. Yeah, we're giving away a hundred. People ask why, Sensei, why are you giving away a hundred and eight? What's the significance behind a hundred and eight? Well, the answer is because last time we gave away a hundred and seven. And the time before that, we gave away 106 and so forth. So we you try want us to, to count this down backwards now? We, yeah, now we're going <laughs> the opposite direction. But we try, to like, we try to like kick it up a notch every single time. And if you want to enter, you can enter four different ways. You can enter on our Instagram page. You can enter on our Facebook page. You can enter on our Twitter page. Is that what you call a Twitter page? I don't know. Twitter feed? You can enter on MySpace. And No, you can't enter on MySpace. But you can enter on, of course, the dojoverse.com. And if you want to find out all the links uh, to enter on all of those places, just go to cigardojo.com, scroll down until uh, you see the contests, and you'll see the 108 graphic. Click on that, and you can enter on all those. We'll be awarding that, uh, picking that random winner. I know on Instagram, Jordan, there's almost like a thousand entries already. Um, Chad well, Chad says that we should give away 108 and a half cigars. I feel like that's next time we should like. We could that Ramsiet. We could give break. away one of those Ramsiets or whatever they're called. Break a cigar in half. And uh, yeah, we just break a cigar in half. It'd be 108. That that would save us a little bit, Jordan. We would it wouldn't go up as much. Maybe we could do like 108 and a quarter. I don't know. Whatever. We'll do it by weight. Anyways, um, let's bring on our guest now because I have some other topics to talk about. Before we forgot we... to talk about liking what? us. Oh, yes. Loving us. Share the show. Like the page. Subscribe. Do all those things on YouTube and all of your favorite um, podcasts. That really does help us, actually, guys. If you could do that, if you could rate us and all those kind of things. Like, it does help keep this thing going because who knows when it's just all going to come crashing to a halt. You, know, you never know, Jordan. Mm. Matt, where are you going? Matt, oh Matt, so I was gonna go to Matt, and now he's walking around. And he's he's just filming me, and this is like Inception <laughs> going on. Let's bring on our guest Jordan because everybody loves this guy because he's such a heartwarming, lovable, warm, and fuzzy in every single way. None other than our good pal Hector Alfonso Senior from Espinosa Premium Cigars. Hector, welcome back to Smoke Night Live, my friend. 
It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> you seem so excited. I'm trying to live up to the hype. I mean, listen, I, I can be warm and cuddly, but yes, happy to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, any anytime, uh, anytime I can be on the air and and preach the gospel of Espinosa, I'm here. Hector, how here, long buddy. how long have you been uh, how long have you been with Espinosa now? <sighs> 1950 no it's we started february 7th of 2012 that's the day that uh that eric showed me the warehouse and an empty warehouse threw me a key and said you know let's uh, i want you to come work for me and we'll figure it out you know we'll figure it out later and you know i want to say that we figured it out but not quite not always sure but i'm pretty (laughs) sure we figured it out by now but uh, yeah, I've been there ten years uh, from day day one. Me, me, him, and his son uh, were the were originally founding members of the uh, of the Cigar Beatles. You know, you know so, what's uh, crazy about that, Hector, is um, we've often talked with Eric and Eric Jr. and mentioned this several times that we started the same year, right? Yes. Um, but like, not only did we start the same year, I think CigarDojo.com was almost like it, it could have been that exact same day, Jordan. <laughs> I mean, it's possible because it was about. Well, it was about the same month. It was about. It was. It was the winter, or February, January ish. I don't. I'm not even sure. I have to go back and look. I could probably was, look that up. It was like right when the E Doble came out. Yeah, so that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, we. You look back, and it's hard to believe it's been ten years. It, it really has been, and we've 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 both grown. Exp- I'm sorry, we. Oh, sorry about that. Right. We've both grown. I mean, the dojo's grown exponentially. We've grown. Uh, it's uh, it's it's hard to believe that you know, like ten years. I mean, the only time I can really sit back and and really grasp that it's been ten years is when I look at the pictures of how badly we have aged. <laughs> <laughs> Eric had hair. I had dark hair. You know, my beard wasn't completely white. You know. Junior looked like Manny from uh, Modern Family. It was just you know we we've all we've all gotten you know we've we've all we've all aged we've all uh, gotten a little gray during these ten years. But it's been it's been a fantastic ride, you know. Yeah, that it has. I mean, think of think of all the things that have happened in that in that span. Obviously, this is our big ten year anniversary. We've been celebrating all year long with stuff. Um, but yeah, every day's Hector, a party at the dojo. Every day, every day it's we. A party. Hector, we got to get you out here in the studio at some point and hang out. Like, I've, I, Colorado hasn't made it yet. I haven't been cleared for Colorado. Mm. I've only been cleared for several other states, but I'd, I'd like to go out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, when it's time to go out to the Rocky Mountain, you know, uh, Jack likes to do it. And at the end of the day, look, you know, Jack's a huge draw as well, and then he's our national sales manager. But the only time we've been, I've been to Colorado was when Fernie booked our airline tickets and made a stopover. In Denver, on the way back from Las Vegas, that's the only time I've ever been. I've ever been to Colorado, but I, I would definitely love to go to Colorado. Now, uh, Hector, as the as the master blender of Esper. By the way, ah. the is is it is that a is that how do you get the term? Is, is, do you do you consider yourself a master blender, or do you just consider? But were you a were you gonna were you were you gonna start with how do you get the term? How do you get that title, master blender? Yeah. Well, recently it seems to me that so many guys give it to themselves. Mm. You know, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so tired in the last year. You know, guys who, 
you know, four years ago were, you know, were selling air conditioning units or whatever the hell they were doing. Now all of a sudden they're master blenders and they see in color and they can, they can taste leaves and read the veins and all this other bullshit. I really like the guys, uh, you know, I, I've always said, and I think I've said it on your show many times, uh, all these guys want to be these great master blender chefs. I like the Rachel Ray of, the, of, 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 of blending. I'm very uncomfortable when people call me the master blender. Look, I, I got this job. Uh, this job was, you know, it's one of those situations where he called and I was home. That's the only, I mean, he could have called the next guy on the list and the next guy on the list would have been with Eric for 10 years. But, you know, I, I, I went to Nicaragua. I, he wanted me to, I wanted to get in because I really liked cigars and I was really interested. And, and I learned what he liked at first. And everybody's, you know, everybody's like, oh, man, do you have any of those cigars that didn't become blends? Yeah, they're awful. The first 50 <laughs> or so were awful. They were, they sucked. They were, they were awful. I mean, they're 10 years old and they're still awful. They haven't gotten any better. Uh, look, I know a lot of guys call us, will call us master blenders. And, and, and listen, uh, is, is there, is there, a, is there criteria for being one? Is one of the criteria having worked with every single tobacco out there? Maybe. But. You know, I, I, I just like guys who just, you know, hey, we're blenders and, you know, we, it's, it seems to be a very popular job. It seems to be, a, a lot of people want to be involved with it. You know, I just had, I just heard a story yesterday or today, oh, it was it today, guy, a guy told uh, one of our reps that, you know, he blended one of my, the cigars that I blended, you know, what do you, what's, what's so sexy about that? You know, you, you know, tell What's wrong with you people, you know? But I think there's a lot of there a lot of people that, that romanticize with the job. For me, it was learning at the beginning, learning what Eric liked, what kind of what kind of profile he liked, and then you know going to Nicaragua. Even though I didn't live in Nicaragua, I spent time in Nicaragua. I went four or five times a year, and and you know we don't have a fancy we don't have a fancy factory. You've been to our factory. It's oh, very yeah. very you know it's very simple and. And you know, being on the floor with the roller, and then you know, and then the mochero, and 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 learning, you know, and, and and I learned from a lot of guys, and you know, and, and there are guys down there who live down there that, that that I, you know, regardless of them being competitors, I respect them, and I like to hang out with them, and and I as, as you might not believe it, but I am actually when I'm around people who know more than me, I shut up and listen. Mm. I don't want to get into those pissing contests. Oh, I, I you know, I don't. So why are you talking so much right now? Just kidding. I'm a guest. I'm a guest on your show. That's how it works. <laughs> listen, listen. One more, one more crack like that, and you get Richie Otero. All right. Oh, so. All right. Sorry. So, sorry. Sorry. You better watch your sal, pal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Richie will show you. Richie will get some on you, dog. Shout out to Richie if Richie's out there watching. Uh, so man. yeah, man. Listen, that's 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 you know. Uh, so I, I guess a lot of them self-appoint themselves, and maybe. The guys in the media and, and, and guys at, at retail shops when they, they, they visit, they annoy them that time. Like Don Don Hector. I don't like Don Hector. To me, Don Hector is my father. But, you know, I, I, I think sometimes they don't, they, they mean well by it. But when some of these guys who are new to the industry start calling themselves master blenders, it just kind of, it frosts my ass a little bit. You know? Yeah, I, could, I, could, I like that. I, I like that fire coming out of you. Now, this is the beginning of Hectoberfest, so uh, we're excited yeah. about that. Tonight, we're going to be talking about... Um, the th basically, the three most popular types of cigars, cigar wrapper cigars in general, uh, Connecticut, Habano, Maduro. But before we get to that, Hector, since Halloween's coming up, I, I have to I got to ask. Back in the day when there's a little Hector you know, and you were smaller, what, what were you going out Halloween? What, what was Hector dressing up as as he went to 
to trick I'm or trying treat to remember through the neighborhood. I'm, I'm, what was like? I'm, what was like? You know, your jam, like your 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 best well, one. You're listen, listen. We're 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 of the same age, yeah. so we are of the costumes that were made of the 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 automatically flame non-retardant uh costume with the the mask with the string around the back you know oh god those are horrible. I, I never i never that you couldn't breathe i really never had a say and then i really kind of lost halloween by the time i was 12 you know 13 years old you know some of our buddies would dress up and you know and whatever was popular but i, I didn't have a halloween look you mm. know and casper, uh, the, did, casper the ghost with the with the uh, plastic mask, did you do that one? Like I remember oh, those. Oh yeah, I, remember... I did an Iron Man. Oh yeah, and you remember Hector? Like you'd breathe, and the condensation, it would be inside the mask, and it would just be like dripping down your face, and that was great. Or if you had the small little mouth hole, you would cut your tongue on it or your lips <laughs> on it when you tried to talk. And if the and if your mother was wasn't paying attention or didn't speak English and or didn't read English and couldn't read the right size, you'd end up with a mask that only covered about this much of your face, and you got all this extra face hanging out of the uh hanging out of the mask with the with the shorty with the shorty yeah that happened to me a few tanner times. tanner yeah. cole wants to know what what candy you traded for yeah that was just i was gonna get to the net that oh, was my next question sorry. no that's tanner, okay come that, on. that's okay oh tanner cole Jeez. that's all right oh tanner i think tanner had a baby last year if i'm not mistaken congratulations he, all the time there's, he's having constantly. babies he's having babies yeah. constantly good, i think there's good, good looking young man uh yeah. listen i think that when we were kids the candy the, the candy was still good. The candy, you know, you every you knew what house was giving away the the Brock's mint with the hair in it from the old lady's purse, you know. But I my jam was always uh, Three Musketeers. I'm mm, a Three Musketeers yeah. guy. And, and and when you get, like, you notice, Hector, you know, there's something that drives me crazy is back in the day, you know, you get the mini Baby Ruths or Three Musketeers, whatever. They were about like a half, size of like a half candy bar. Sure. Now it's, it's now literally now it's just literally a bite. Like if you breathe too hard, you'll like accidentally suck it into your lungs. It's so tiny. I don't. It's I don't. No different. Remember the big. Remember the Big Mac. Remember yeah. when the Big Mac was yeah, big? Yeah. Right. Now it's, it's not big anymore. It isn't. No. Oh no! I so said you're grown. How bad? How how exponentially large have my hands gotten? You know <laughs> that that the Big Mac is not as big anymore. You know. Yeah, candies now suck. I I, I think candy sucks now and. You know, the only one I really, the only candy I kind of look for, and my kids are already in their 20s, and Hector's 36, so they don't trick-or-treat, but I like the dark chocolate Hershey. The mm -hmm. little, the dark chocolate and the little, that's that one I kind of crave. I didn't like Crackle. Crackle's, Crackle was like the tab mm. of candy. You know, <laughs> not a big fan you, of that, you, you know? like the You had the Nestle Crunch, and the Crackle was sort of like the, the Hershey's competing right. version of it. Yeah. But the dark chocolate one was always very slick. I love that. Were you a... Uh... Count Chocula, Frank. Which 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 of these were you? Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Chocula. or Booberry? No, it's Chocula. It was, yeah. oh, it's always the chocolate, so the Cocoa Krispies, the the Cocoa Puffs. Always the chocolate ones. I was always. Were you aware? Were you aware that for a while that they actually made two other ones? The unknown monster ones was uh, uh, fruit fruit brute fruit brute right, and uh, fruity yummy mummy. Yes, I, 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 I'm never, I was never a fruity cereal guy, but I did know that they made two other ones. And Chocula, until recently, was seasonal, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that, that makes it better, I think. Like, it's something to look forward to, you know? I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's Sometimes crazy is, like, Kellogg's tried to, like, jump on that bandwagon, and they had, like, chocolate 
Frosted Flakes. It didn't have its own name. It was just Chocolate Frosted Flakes, but they just put the word spooky above it. And that was it. <laughs> just spooky. <laughs> this is the best we can do. We got to We got to compete racist, with those Count Chocula boys. Yeah. That's, that's right. racist, man. Right. <laughs> you said that, not me. Anyways, uh, no, Hector, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hector, let's get into it tonight. We want to. Every now and then, it's fun. Jordan, by the way, Matt, thanks for joining. Now he's Matt. He's back in his spot. There he is, Matt. Hey, Matt. The, those are those things are on your garage door, right? Uh, they look like the that's your that's the back on the backdrop is a garage door, correct? That's just a giant couch. <laughs> yeah, it looks. I was gonna say it looks like couch cushions. I mean, you know, it's a back of a '57 Chevy. Well, that's what it is. Um, yeah, so thank you, Matt, for being here, uh, as usual. Uh, Hector, <laughs> tonight, every now and then, Jordan, we like to talk cigars. <laughs> every now and then. Nah. Every now and then, oh, come on, man. we talk cigars. And there's no better person to talk cigars with than Hector, because, I, I, Hector, you're always good for a, uh, you know, your, uh, the honest takes is what we're looking for. So tonight we're talking about the three most popular, Connecticut, Habano, Maduro. So we're going to start with Connecticut. Now, we're going to focus specifically on Connecticut shade. So we're talking Ecuadorian. Uh, a, lot, a lot of folks would normally in the past think of these as the most mild cigars, but that isn't really the case anymore, Hector. So no, I, let's I start here with this question to you. What are the characteristics that make a good Connecticut shade cigar? In other words, what I'm asking for you to explain to folks is, in your opinion, in your opinion, what flavors do you want to get out of a good Connecticut shade cigar? In the perfect world, a good Connecticut shade cigar would taste like a cigar that had broadleaf tobacco. I am going to go full disclosure on you. I do not like Connecticut shade. Really? <laughs> wow. I do not like Connecticut. And I've got yet a bigger, I've got another announcement when we go to Habano. But as you can tell, we don't practice these questions. I mean, you know, I am not a Connecticut shade smoker. Jack, my partner in crime, is a huge Connecticut shade. He loves Connecticut shade. I have smoked, I think, the new era of Connecticut's I think are, you know, the ones that they say not your daddy's Connecticut or not your grandpa's Connecticut. There are several that I like very, very much. I love, I like the, I think it's Intemperance. Uh, I like, I like Willie's. As a matter of fact, it I think what's that, what's that? The uh, Romacraft Intemperance Brotherly Kindness, I think is there. That's just the size. Oh, is that just the size? Yeah, it's yeah. just size. I think the Intemperance, it's EC. the one, it's the whatever. What, EC. What, right. Well, that's the one because Jack makes turned sense. me on to those. Yeah, that is a good cigar. So. It was actually Willie Herrera that I was, when I was smoking his, because uh, we, we used to hang out a lot before COVID, and then, you know, COVID's kind of screwed up a lot of things whenever we can, to each other we do, and I smoked a lot of samples, and I remember smoking that Connecticut shade of his, and yeah. I was like, you know, I think I could I could deal with this. I could deal with this. And you remember, I can't, I'm trying to think it was either 2016 or 15, where all of a sudden Connecticut popped on the market. I think it was the year after the Connecticut Shade. Eric tells me, "I need you to go down and make uh, make some Connecticut's." So, I I made five Connecticut's. Uh, and when I came back, he tells me, "Are they good?" And I said, "I'm, I'm not the guy to ask." I mean, I, I, I mean, I think they're good, but they they're not in my wheelhouse. So that was the year of Themis. That was the year of Crema. 
that was the year of Ariel that I made for Cornelius Nampe, which was, I thought, a really, really good Connecticut. But just, of all of them, it was my favorite. And then the one I did for, uh, I did one for Moya Ruiz. I did, you know, I made five Connecticut blends, and then uh, it, it really helped the company because it was a gateway cigar that we didn't have. So what I was looking for is I was looking for something that, that was mild enough to be a gateway because Eric, one of the things Eric told me was, you know, a lot of guys come up to, come up to us at a show or to, at an event and say, you know, your cigar is a little bit too strong, which they meant to say is just a little bit too spicy. So I tried to make something that still tasted like an Espinosa, but would be, you know, an introductory to gateway cigar. So I looked for something that was, you know, balanced and had that little, you know, Espinosa kick at the front and, 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 and was palatable. And, you know, that, that even I would smoke, even though I, like I said, I'm not a huge smoker of it. So yeah. that's what I look like. That's what I look for when I get, you know, I like the porcelain as well. The uh, uh, porcelain, the one made by Black Label. Black Label. Yeah. I like those. I like those cigars. I like the cigar. I don't want to taste that bitterness. I, I don't like the, you know, I don't like that bitterness. And the, the, to me, it's yeah, it's like an acidic cedar. But maybe that's just my palate. I'm, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't brag of having the greatest palate in the world. I know. But I, I, I know what I like, and right. most importantly, well, I, I know what Eric likes. So <laughs> that that's, was, uh, that's funny because you know what the number one rated cigar on Dojoverse is, right? I think it's Crema, isn't it? It is. Number one cigar. That's the number one most checked into and, and rated c- cigar. Um, I sort of think of I, it like, Jordan, I don't know, Jordan, maybe you, you, you tell me if, this, if I'm way out of line here. But I sort of feel like... Um, Connecticut Shade is sort of like the hoppiness in beer. Like, it it offers this fun, um, bitter complexity, but you have to you have to do some you have to add mm-hmm. other tobaccos to it to make it a fun experience. Like, for instance, uh, I'm smoking. I so I have uh, the three cigars tonight that I'm gonna uh, talk about as we go through these. I just dropped one of them on the floor. Uh, so right now I'm smoking <laughs> the uh, the Diet Sarsaparilla. And in the, in this particular cigar, you Hector have you did an amazing job with the cigar because what you did was you added the sort of that uh, syrupy sweetness to kind of cut that hoppy. When I say hoppy, I don't really mean hops. I just mean right. That. No, I, but I know what you're what you're talking. Well, like comparing it to beer, I get you. Any, and it's it's weird to say that you are trying to mask what the true Connecticut taste is all about. But still you know? have, but, but wait, wait, wait. No, no, wait, now, hold on, hold on. Well, that's just what we always thought it was about, maybe. Hold on. You know? Now, when somebody blends a Connecticut, if it's a, I mean, a, a Candela, I'm sorry, a Candela. When somebody blends a Candela, the only good oh, Candelas absolutely. out there don't taste like Candelas, right? They always say Absol- like, oh, absolutely. oh, this absolutely. is a great Candela. It doesn't taste anything it's a like. Great, it doesn't yeah. taste like it, and that's yeah. and to be and to be honest with you, that's how I kind of feel. Like, hey, this is a good Connecticut. It doesn't taste like Connecticut. Now, <laughs> I mean, see, I, see, that's the, where I I kind of disagree with you a little bit on this point, Hector. In that, I think that that little bit of hay bitterness it does add to the complexity of the cigar. Now, yeah. a good one like this Diet Sarsaparilla, which you which you blended. It it does enough to pull that back so that it's not the overriding, you know, flavor of it. And so I guess that brings me to this question, Hector, is what tobaccos can you do you like to throw in with the Connecticut, with the crema and with um, the Themis, which is a fantastic cigar uh, protocol? 
and of course this diet sauce. But what are some tobaccos that you, just, you instantly you think of? You say like, okay, I'm going to throw some of this in there to kind of balance this out. I'd like to inter- I'd, I'd like to just interject for a second. You're smoking, yeah. you're smoking a cigar that was several years after Crema had been made already, because we did that diet sarsaparilla, and then we came out with Six One Black, where I kind of went in another direction with it. I kind of you know, I, I to me the diet sarsaparilla is a little more flavorful than than the Crema, and I think the Six One Black for those of you who had the Six One the Six One Black for sure is does not taste like a Connecticut to me. It tastes you know, so. What, you know, I, I tried, what I did with Famous and what I did with Crema is I, I tried to incorporate some sweetness. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame. I should have some of the guys who take credit for blending it on, on, on the speaker so I can ask them what they did. But, uh, you know, uh, I think, you know, uh, we, used, we used Jalapa and I, I had some Jalapa, uh, Visa from Jalapa in that cigar, as well as some, some Seco, Esteli Seco Corojo. I wanted to get some innate sweetness in there because I just... You know, it's an it's. I gotta tell you, I I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hold the cigar in the mouth guy. The, the the Connecticut, I can't put it. I just I take a puff and I put it back down. I just don't like. I just don't like it. You know, so that's what we that's what we use. I think in all of those ones, the blends are all different, but the base is you know some seco from Esteli, uh, some seco Corolla from Esteli, and some jalapa viso from jalapa to to give it some sweetness. Now on now, this one. If I, the, the binder on this Mexican one. Mexican binder. Right. That this was a what Mexican we, binder, actually. Remember we had this conversation. But that was were, years. But that was years yeah. later. That was several years later right. after. You yeah. can't, listen, you can't duplicate a cigar. You can't. The the the, 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 the market, the guys who, the cigar smokers are getting, they get, they're very, they're, they're very, they're very learn, learned. They've got a lot of knowledge. They, they, they smoke a lot. They, they're going to say, wait a minute, I tasted this before. And you can't, you're, you're we're not a. We're not a big enough company that has 37 SKUs of Connecticut that somebody smoked all of them. We've got two. And then, you know, we make one every once in a while. You, you have to make them unique. So, you know, we we went in a, in a different direction. I don't know if we'll ever, if you'll ever see another Connecticut but, from us, you know. But uh, but listen, we we I appreciate the kind words that you said. And, I, yes, the Diet Sarsaparilla, uh, I will give Jordan an assist on that since he sent me three emails. Uh, with the, <laughs> And of course, I'm Actually, like, please, you know, I'd like, I'd, I'd like to see your, in <laughs> I, and, and I'm going to, I'm start doing that now when I see a lot of these master blenders that are, that are running around there. Can I see your curriculum vitae, please? But, uh, you know, I, but the, you guys at the, think about it. At the end of the day, your, your clients, your customers. So that's what you wanted to try. All right. That's what we'll try. Listen, I've made several cigars that I did not like. <laughs> and the guy that the people I made it for loved it. Hmm. And I was Okay, you know, the customer's always right. You can't always make what you want. This is one of the things I mean, Eric talked about. You know, sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree. You always, you can't always make what you like. Sure, of know, course, we right. We don't, we don't have perfect palates. We, you know, we, we think we do, but we, we just, you know, we, our palates are all different. So now, I, oh, go, oh, sorry, go I ahead, I was Jordan. just going to hit on that analogy you came up with again because it was pretty cool. Like, the, the, it's almost, the, I hadn't thought of that before, but the bitterness of the West Coast style IPA was, maybe maybe too much and then now they you, you mostly see the east coast style with like these brighter kind of flavor profiles citrusy and, and toning down on like you, you you know like my wife would never drink like a west coast style ipa but like all of a sudden these people that, w- that were turned off by that are attracted to these new style ipas that aren't they're still bitter but I'm, not I'm, in the same kind I'm, of way I'm, and i'm not an, and funny i'm not an ipa guy this is my favorite time of the year though 
beer wise this is yeah. my favorite time of the year it's oktoberfest beers you know you you can't you can't you caught the end of the summer with the fruit beers and shit but it's october you have the 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 oktoberfest beers and then the, the seasonal beers in the winter and uh what's that old fizzy wig that sam adams used to make you know i like those heavy i like those heavier beers ipas not not really for me i mean you know and and i know people love them i know people love them it's just it's not for me now hector um uh, Jordan, I remember the like one of the early early on Sierra Nevada. Like I tried an IPA and it was really just it was just like piney. That was right. it was just piney bitterness. And, Wasn't that and, the Bigfoot ale or the Bigfoot uh, the Bigfoot I, Indian? I don't I, know, I, I but can't it was. I remember it was, the Sierra Nevada ones. And that reminds me of like your old standard Connecticut's. It was just really hay and grass and stuff. And it seems like now the modern Connecticut's. They've they've added the sweetness sort of factor and maybe a little bit more strength and those types of things to like change the profile. But I do, Hector. I know you're you're not a big fan of it, but I do like having that that little bit of bitterness in there mm -hmm. to sort of like complexity. It adds a bit of complexity. Now you talked about adding jalapa, which is typically like a, a sweet uh, a sweeter tobacco from Nicaragua. Are there tobaccos that? you would think right off the bat would not go well with um, a Connecticut well, shade cigar? Well, I, I, I would say that I don't think uh, I don't think Pennsylvania Broadleaf would go mm. good with one. Why is that? <laughs> you know, and I, I, I don't know. I just think it, you would, it would be so, I think it would be just too too overwhelming on the palate. Listen, I, 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 want, I could lie to you and tell you that I went all John Cavalli on you, and I went five for five with the first blends I did, but no, they were... <laughs> There were some shit blends. In there. <laughs> there were, you know, there was Connecticut. There was Connecticut over Indonesian uh, with uh, a little Mexican filler. Oh, that was that tasted like ass. Uh, you know, went this direction. That you know that it wasn't. You know, I did one that had almost all Esteli in it, which was awful. You know, uh, I, I tried Ometepe that it didn't work either. Uh, and you remember when we made those cigars, we weren't really at the level we were we're at now. I right. mean, we were still working with a more the 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 cupboard was not as was a little more bare than right. it is now our access wasn't as good you know right it's just I, not a cigar it's just not a wrapper i experiment with man right. i just because i don't enjoy it so i you know uh, it's it's like uh having to it's like having to go see your your you know your great aunt you you don't you know she's family and you don't really want to see her but you gotta go see her it's one of those things you, know, you gotta do it you know i want to apologize to hector's great aunt right just publicly right now uh, she's dead and gone <laughs> Um, Hector, so what do you do when you're when you're blending uh, Connecticut? Since you're not a fan of it, do you? Uh... Well, I only have I've only done it twice. Really, I've only done it twice. Yeah, because the one sh the one time I went to Nicaragua, I did the I did the four that came out. Yeah, they came out one behind the other. Boom, boom, boom. And then yours. Uh, what year did, did Diet Sarsaparilla come out? Was it before? It was this COVID? year. It was this year. this year. Yeah. It was Diet Sarsaparilla came out this year? This year. It was February. Yeah, it was great smoke. Oh, then I did that. All right, so I did Diet Sarsaparilla via Skype. So, you know, I said, listen, I got an idea. Uh, I wrote two blends down and send me these. And they came in and one of them was not good. And the other one we sent to you. I don't think I sent you two samples. I'm pretty sure I sent you one sample. Yeah, one I think blend, the, in, it, for, with the Diet Sarsaparilla, it was kind of a... Uh... It was kind of a rush deal. We had to like. Pick. Yeah, well, yeah. if it's not rushed, man, it's not us, baby. <laughs> uh, you're, oh, you're in a rush? Hold my beer. I mean, listen, you know that's 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 how it rolled. And then the six hundred one black was was just 
we the, we had the blend from when it was 601 black in the EO one days. So that wasn't that wasn't I didn't have to work that at all. This is what it's this is what it, the blend is. It came in, we smoked it and we went, "Wow." Now we went that we went, "Wow, that's a little that's that's got a little bit of a oomph." I'm thinking when that came out 12 years ago or 14 13 or 14 years ago when that cigar first hit the market, I can understand when Eric told me this is a cigar that just was too was too before its time. Mm. That's when you know they, they they were they were still smoking the milder, you know the the the, the milder Connecticut's the 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 big Connecticut's hadn't really hit you know. So right. did you have to reverse one. engineer that one kind of like you did the Mercy Lago? No, no, because we uh we, we we are the guy from the the guy from Tabacusa who was a good friend of Eric's worked uh worked on that blend at the time so we knew what the six oh one blend was okay. You know that's that's why when we when Espinosa first launched the you know we we could make six oh ones, we could make six oh ones and you know and and then the first Espinosa blend that that we came out with ourselves you know. All right, um, but when we come back from commercial break, we're going to talk about Habanos and Maduros, and I know uh, Hector's excited to talk about the Habano. You got you might have a couple of those that you guys sell. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll get into that after the commercial break. Uh, but folks, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars. It's one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundle cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands, such as Romeo and Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines, such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Cigar Dojo 10th Anniversary Champagne by Perdomo. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today at JR Cigars. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 351. Smoke Night Live, we're chatting with Hector Alfonso Sr., Espinosa Cigars. And of course, Jordan's in the studio, Matt's in the studio. It's Friday Night Herp. We're having a good time, trying to recover from last night's Bronco game. We suck! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was not the best game last night, Even, You know it's bad when the announcers are just making fun of you the whole game. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like I told, like I like I told you guys earlier, uh, Amazon Prime should all send us gift cards for having to watch that again. God, that was, yes. that was awful. Oh that my was god! Awful. Yeah, and what? next week is, and next week's game is gonna be worse. So yeah, Monday night, sucking. Monday night. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's Washington and the Bears. That's embrace oh. the sucking next Thursday. Well, night. Not, not only that, but guess what? The next Bronco game is Monday Night Football versus the Chargers, and not this well, coming Monday, but next Monday, Matt. Uh, this Monday. No, this Monday. no, 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 no. Next Monday. this Monday is coming up. No, it's no, not. No. It's next Monday. It's next Monday. But, it's but since we're talking about this football, Monday, it's I, next Monday. I, I did want to ask yeah. Hector how how he felt about the whole Tua. Mm. Like Tuaka. Listen, I I am gonna I I'm gonna say it just like this. Uh, I've had both uh, Eric and, and I think Eric and Jordan were both on the draft show that me and Jack do every year. I don't have. I don't feel any ill will towards Tua. I'm sure he was a very co- good college quarterback. He played in a great system. He was not the quarterback for us. And every time Justin Herbert throws a touchdown, a baby whale dies. <laughs> <laughs> a baby dolphin is strangled because you know Justin Herbert mm. should be here. Mm. So yeah, listen. Uh, it's it's hard. I don't think he's the guy for us. I I, I hope that he recovers and decides that maybe. 
Football's not for him. <laughs> you know, maybe he needs to maybe he needs to go into coaching. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to watch, man. It's hard to watch. But then again, you know, it's been twenty. How many years has been twenty two years now since Marino? So uh, yeah, I, you guys have seen the same thing. How many? You know, you guys had a bunch of quarterbacks after Elway. Yeah, we've had like twenty five of them since Marino. We did so have a we we. Could, we we did have a guy you called Brian uh, Greasy. We did have a guy called uh, Peyton Manning. It was a pretty yeah, but he's Peyton player. Manning. But Peyton Manning will be remembered as a Colt when he goes to the no, that's not true. Yeah, Probably. No. Elway, will, Elway will always Elway will always be the franchise. For think of all the guys the Broncos could have drafted. We could have drafted Josh Allen. We could have drafted Jalen Hurts. We could have drafted um, Hey Bear or Hey Herbert, whatever you call it, whatever hey, his hey. last name. No, is. no, you 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 drafted after us. I think we were, we had the sixth pick that year. We could you have had Drew him? Brees. We could no, we took we took Tua. We could have had I know, Drew you Brees didn't take Herbert twice, twice. I, I know because I'm not drafting, but we could have taken <laughs> Drew Drew Brees twice. We could have drafted him and then we could have <laughs> traded for him. So obviously we don't want a quarterback that's we don't want a star quarterback here. You know so. Dante well, Culpepper comes, breaks his knee, gets broken, never plays again, you know. Well, we're cooking with <sighs> Russell Wilson, I can tell you that right now. Oh, you are. Yeah, you're cooking, but it's not with Greece. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy. All right, let's get into Habanos. Uh, in my hand Man. is the feng shui. Uh, I spoke with those earlier today. A delicious Habano. Um, Hector, what are the characteristics of a good Habano wrapped cigar. Uh, what do you expect to find when you smoke one? Uh, give us the lowdown. In the perfect world, the per the Habano would taste like a Maduro cigar. <laughs> All right. No, I, it can't I, do uh, two of these. Come on. <laughs> I listen. I I used to like I, I used to like Habanos a lot more than I do now. Habanos have become for Espinosa the kosher meal alternative on a plane. Everything we do with one wrapper, we have to give it. We have to have Eric try it with the Habano, just to see if it's better, bro. You know. So <laughs> as you can see, I had a. What do you have against Habanos? Uh, just enough with the Habano already, man. <laughs> enough. When we can't, you know. It's a uh, listen, great like wrapper. It is, it is, but it's just we we do we it, it's Eric's favorite rapper, which means that we make a substantial amount of Habano Rosado products for us and for other people. He likes it. It's the, to him, and and he'll tell you it is what a traditional cigar should smoke. It's the traditional cigar. It's the traditional taste of what a cigar, a puro tobacco, should be like. Let me educate you on this. Listen, listen. <laughs> that's what it should taste like. Yes, and I'm with it. There are a lot of Habanos that I do like. Listen, this this tenth anniversary is probably the most to me the most perfect Habano that we've made. It's balanced. It has the Espinosa pop in the front, but it's not overly spicy. It has a nice it has a nice man. It has it has that nice flavor profile. And that's what I want for a Habano. I want I want a Habano that's that's hearty, but you know not too not too peppery. But spicy, you know, it's it's weird. I just want to Connecticut that that I can enjoy that it's so well balanced, you know. And and I think the tenth, and I don't know if you guys had a chance to try it yet. We just got some, uh, we just got some now after showing it at the show. It is that is 
I think I that's the blend, the most perfect cigar blend I've made with the Habano wrapper since I've been there. And there have been a bunch of good ones that I still like and people love. That Feng Shui that, you, that you're smoking now, yeah. people love that cigar. People love that cigar. I, I you know, I, I just, I, I just need it. I just need to get away from the Habano. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. All right, but it's too much. As it's, I, it's as like I told too much. About it. Hector, it's like, like it's like your favorite Duran Duran song. You've just heard it too many times. Yes, like look, I've heard. I love Tears for Fears, but if I hear Shout one more time, I'm going to shoot myself. You know, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. And as and as I argued with people, there's Habano in the cigar. There's Habano seed in the cigar. Let's go in another direction with the wrapper, you know. But I you know. I, I would say, and I'll, I'd like to hear what Jordan has to say about this too. But for me, with Habano, and one of my favorite Habanos is the Espinosa Habano. Uh, that was our cigar of yeah. the year, um, our very first ever your cigar, first Your first ever first. cigar of the year. I I still to this day. I've said this a hundred times on this show, so I apologize in advance. But Hector, what if if I'm having like a bad palate night and I'm smoking like one cigar after another and I'm not getting anything and like I, I can tell already that like my palate is off, I will directly grab an Espinosa Habano because I know exactly what I'm going to get with that cigar. And to me, that's sort of like the prototypical Habano. That's what it should taste like. You're going to get the cabinet spice, the cinnamons, the graham crackery sweetness. That, those are the flavors um, that I love in Habano, and that's why I gravitate towards them. I love them. Jordan, what do you uh, – I'm curious to oh. hear your thoughts on Habano. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that just suits my palate or not. I, I just think that it offers the best of both worlds. It's more – it has the nuance that the Connecticut's bring, and it the, the Maduros can sometimes overpower a blend. To, you know, a lot of Maduros are too safe. Yeah, you I feel like you can we'll, we'll make get it there. a decent yeah. Maduro just by like, oh, you put a, a San Andreas wrapper on it, you know, because it covers up all the all the nastiness underneath. Whereas the Habano, you sound, you, you sound like Eric. <laughs> you sound like Eric because Eric will tell you Habano really lets the blend come out. And listen, yeah. I get it. And maybe it has a lot to do with it. I've been smoking a long time. And I don't smoke four or five, seven or eight cigars a day. I might smoke three cigars a day. And, you know, when you work in a cigar manufacturer, you... I don't know a lot of guys who work in cigar manufacturers who smoke them to the nub. You go about halfway, and if you're lucky, Eric may have chewed one and left it lying around. You can just pick it up, cut the tip, and keep going. <laughs> you know? Oh, God. But it's just, I, I, I all right, now, uh, maybe this is cheating, but Laranja is a Habano. I like, but it's a Brazilian Habano. I like the taste of the, I like the taste of Laranja. I, I think it's, it's, it's an, a different taste. It's a unique taste. But, uh, you know, just Habano in general, just, it doesn't turn me on. I can appreciate a good one, but I think I think as I've gotten older, I've just kind of I've gone in the direction of of the darker wrapper. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's you know whether it's a, a dark Mexican or a dark Sumatra or you know I I, I, I the dark Brazil the Matafina I I love those darker ones. But Habano to me, the Laranja is possibly the up till the, the the moment up till the time that we released the tenth. That was my favorite of the of the Habanos, and the tenth is just I just think it's just a complete cigar. Now, uh, Hector, uh, two cigars that we rated extremely highly on uh, CigarDojo.com are both of the Guy Fieri, uh, not only the uh, Maduro but the Habano. Um, talk a little bit about that particular cigar. That the Toro version of of Guy's Habano is it's an excellent cigar. 
the to break I'll, I'll break that that's we have team we have team maduro team habano at the <laughs> office obviously you know who team habano is and who team i i said that the maduro is hands down the best of the two bro you don't know what you're talking about of course i do I mean, i'm the guy who makes the soup i know what i'm telling you but <laughs> no soup for the, you the no soup the habano in the toro is it's very good but it does have a little bit it has some it has a little bit of that it's a little spicy I don't know if you've picked up on that. It's a little spicy, and if you haven't, grab a Corona Gorda and see what it's see what it's gonna it's gonna it's just gonna beat your ass. The cigar just it's just got a lot of juice, man. It's got a lot of juice. It's got a lot of flavor. But I'll smoke one, and then I'll immediately run to go smoke a Maduro. I mean, I, I've got one. Hey, you want you want a Sanger? Sure, I'll light it. I'll smoke it. Yeah, it's good. I like it. It's got a good flavor. It's got a good aroma. But right after I'm done with that, I go get me. I get a Maduro. You know, and the and the process to make that cigar was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, what did uh, what did how how much uh, role did Guy play in those blends? Listen, the first time I met Guy Fieri was you know two years ago, and he showed up at the warehouse, and while he was telling the story, you know, I had him for three hours, and in these three hours, I must have put seven or eight, ten cigars in his mouth. Do you like this? Uh, do you like that? No, I don't like this. You like this? And you like that, and you don't like this, and you don't like that. And then I turned to Eric, I thought, I got it. And then we worked on a couple of blends. We sent them some blends, and that's how it worked. I mean, he had input the whole way. It's not like uh, he's not like he, he's not like one of these other celebrity things where he just slaps a name on it. He actually he's involved, man. This guy's involved uh, in everything that has to do with knuckle sandwich, and I, it's it's his livelihood. It's his it's his name. It's his trademark. It's his business. I get it. But he was involved in the cigar thing, and he he's a smoker, man, and he only and he loves the Toro. He doesn't smoke any other size but the Toro. Loves it. Now, loves when it. you're when you're when you're blending the Habanos, what what uh, what tobaccos play well with that wrapper? Well, Eric, I, I remember I work, you know, I work for a guy that I know what he likes. He wants a certain spice note. He likes the tobacco from ASP. He likes the Visa from ASP because he likes the spice note on it. And he's not a big fan of the Clondega, of the, of the, I'm sorry, he's not a big fan of the Ometepe stuff. So it's either Jalapa or Esteli. And that's what we went with in that, in that blend. Are there tobaccos that don't play well with Habano wrappers? Oh, I don't, I, I think that's, that's not really a fair question. I think because they're, they're, you know, remember it's, it's, it's the palate of not only the, the guy who blended the cigar, but if he is not the brand owner, like in my case, I'm not the brand owner. I work for the brand owner and there have been instances when I said this is the better of the two. Nah, you don't know what you're talking about. This is the better of the two. So you know, and I'll say, man, I don't like that cigar because it might have this or it might have that, uh, Pueblo Nuevo or Condega or whatever. But I, I think if you like Habano, if you like Habano, you you would be hard pressed in refusing any Nicaraguan tobacco that's you won't like it. I mean, we did a we did a cigar for. Uh, we did a cigar for Cornelius and Anthony called The Mistress. Yeah. Which was just disrespectfully strong. <laughs> you know, just, just disrespectfully strong. You know, and it was one of those cigars, you know, when, when you talk about cigars that you make for other people and you go, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> and, then, you know, I, and, then you, and then you walk over and, 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 you know, when you send them your, you send them the samples and you get that text message or that phone call and he goes, man, I'm really loving 45. And you're like, oh, and then you get your you get your your place cards. You look and you're like, forty five. Oh, what are you doing? I mean, that's how <laughs> that's how 
that's how that's how protocol came. The protocol blue cigar came from a cigar that I tried to blend to kill Juan Cancel. I wanted to make a cigar. I wanted to make a cigar that he would smoke and maybe drop, you know, and, and go into like a coma or something like that. Because he was driving me nuts. He was calling me all the damn time. So we, I make these blends for the heroes. You know, it's it's just a, it's just so powerful. Uh, you know, it's got a lot of spice to it. You know, and and then Eric calls me. He goes, bro, I'm smoking the cigar that you made for these guys. And how is it? He goes, bro, this is unsmokable. I go, so it sucks. He goes, no, no, it's fantastic, but it's just unsmokable. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just so much nicotine. It's so much this. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I just maybe turned off because you know we do a lot of habanos and and I just. You know, it's remember this. The first cigars, the the first cigars I started smoking, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but I didn't start with Connecticut's. A lot of guys start with Connecticut's or a flavored now. Or I started with Habanos, the cheap ass Habanos that you get at a at a bakery here for my, you know, they were mixed fill Cuban sandwich cigars. You just, I maybe I just got a little tired of it, but it's part of our portfolio. It's part of something that we make for you know when we make cigars for other people and special projects. People want Habano. I've got to be able to, t- I, I, though it's not my favorite, I can, you know, like, what is it, uh, what is that, like, corn, what is it, green bean casserole, you know, it's a staple at Thanksgiving, you got to have green bean casserole, I don't like it, I, I don't, it's not my favorite, but I know, I can tell you a good one from a bad one, and, you know, luckily we've, we've blended, uh, you know, our, we've, we've made enough of the good ones that, but you know, I, I guess the palate's still you know still tight enough that uh, I can pick out a good one. You know. Now you've mentioned both the um, Laranja and the tenth anniversary as uh, Espinosa blends that you like that are Habano. Can you think of uh, one or two from other companies that are not Espinosas that you think oh, uh, they did oh, a good job blending? Oh, sure, I mean, hell, there. Uh, <laughs> man, there's some. There's I smoke a lot of other. Look, I'm a huge Padron guy. Uh, of the classic, the thousand series, I, but you know that's let's call that a Maduro for right now. Uh, I smoke a lot of Arganosa. I smoke a lot of. I smoke a lot of. I'm not a big Drew Estate guy, but I am a big. I'm a big uh, Herrera Vesteli guy. Mm, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, it's a little more nuanced for me. The Drew Estate stuff. Anyway, it's when I think of Drew Estate, I always think of like the 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 Underground Ten, which was a fantastic cigar. I like that thick rich plummy kind of flail mm. but you know I, I like i said i really don't smoke a lot of habanos even when i'm not working but i, I smoke the arganosa stuff which i like and uh and the, the and the willie herrera the stuff from willie I, I like that his brazilian i think is great his miami i think is great as well so well now let's get to a uh cigar type that i i hope that you like <laughs> so, See, you like cigars right Ken, uh, yeah. we're gonna talk about Ken, we're gonna talk about candela right yeah i'm all in on candela uh, let's move on to maduro um yes that's what i'm talking about move on to maduro. that's what i'm talking about um hector what are the characteristics you kind of mentioned uh, the plummy flavor just a second ago what are the uh, characteristics of what you would consider a good Maduro cigar? I want I want it to be I want to I want to taste mixed fruits and I want to taste some sweetness and I want it to be a little powerful and I want to taste, you know, like that cocoa, like baking cocoa, you know, the baking chocolate. That's what I want. You know, I want if if we're lucky enough of some nice oily wrapper, I want it to have, I want when I smoke a Maduro 
I want, I'm, I'm more, I'm so into doing this. You'll see me like I'll, I'll be smoking and then, you know, that's, you know, that's the eggplant emoji for me right there. You know, that's what I like. I, I like it to, I like it to be hearty. You know, I don't, I don't like light Maduro cigars. Not that, not that there aren't any, but for me, I like a, a hearty Maduro. That's got, a, it's got some sweetness and it's got some strength and I can feel like, figs and and you know and maybe i don't have well what's his name's palette you know uh with 117 different varieties but i know what i like and uh i i'm and and for that you know when i think of cigars in our portfolio i my favorite cigar of his before i came to work for him was the 601 green i love 601 green loved it love it love it think that i still think that 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 cigar needs to be made into short churchill because I think that would be a fantastic, a fantastic iteration, you know, a fantastic Vitola for that. But I love that cigar. And that's a dark Habano Oscuro. Now some... See? That's a, that's a Habano. Does a Habano Oscuro count as a Maduro? Right, yeah. Well, if, if, once it gets to that, uh, once it gets to that color sort, I guess. I have yeah. to deal yeah. with that Listen, every day. Yeah. cigars on Dojoverse. Like, ah, this that's, one's right. I don't know. Right. Listen, so that's look, a tricky look one, Look at right? the stuff we've made. We've had dark Sumatra. We've had we've we've made a dark Sumatra cigar. Uh, we've used we've used Havanos on the on the six provinces, and I don't use the six provinces as examples here because they're limited editions. You know, it's a one year thing, and then next year it changes. Uh, the Musielago is Mexican. The six hundred one blue is broadleaf. The the psychedelic turtle is now you have a Sumatra psychedelic turtle. Correct? Is it one of them in Sumatra? Yeah, no. this is the dark. Uh, it's not a Sumatra, right? It's no, not Suma- I, oh, it's dark. Is, is it dark Habano or Sumatra? I think it's the dark Habano. All right, the dark Habano. The six, the Azulejo is a dark Sumatra. The, wow. No, you're right. The the dark the uh, the the Azulejo is a dark Sumatra. The Oscuro is a dark Matafina. Those are all in my wheelhouse. Those are on my playlist. I love those. The Knuckle Sandwich, dark Sumatra. Love it. We don't make anything. We don't make anything. We have yet to make anything with a light, a light Sumatra wrapper. Though now, I do have a couple of issues. Uh, Go ahead. Some, some Maduros. Um, yes. And uh, uh, some of these are uh, Saka. I can think of right off the top of my head. We'll have a more well. Hell, if earthy. It's, it's got to be. Whatever it is, it's got to be right. A, a more of an earthy, <laughs> um, minerally, uh, almost like a wet concrete sort of uh, note. Do you do you enjoy that, or you prefer the more plummy? sweet versions of yeah i like sweet stuff look at the stuff that we've made look at the stuff that we've made this dark this dark wrapper i don't i don't taste any minerally i don't i don't i don't think i've ever blended anything super minerally let me let me rephrase that because i've blended a bunch of shitty cigars that never made it but the ones that have we put into production all have that you know they're i think they're all sweet the squirrel is sweet the the maduro that i the, the knuckle sandwich the 601 blue I think they all have some innate sweetness. They all have some underlying that underlying tone of sweetness. Uh, that's that's what we for what we've done. I remember yeah. back in the day, Hector, uh, when I was uh, I, when when I got hooked on premium cigars, it was because of the uh, uh, Padron 1964 uh, Maduro, and I remember asking guys at uh, brick and mortar shops like, "Hey." I can't afford these every time I smoke them. Um, can you guys give me some recommendations on something similar, has a similar sort of Mus- profile? Did they turn you on? Did they turn you on to Musielo? Uh, no, six hundred one um, blue, which I don't 
it's a different rapper and everything, but that was sort of one of the ones that they, they mentioned at the time. Mercy Lago would probably be a better pick in reality, but that did get it's me funny. hooked on onto that uh, 601 Blue, which is a, obviously a fantastic cigar. And and I don't think they told they said this to me in disrespect because at the time I wasn't working for Eric anyway, but uh, the shop that I used to go to when you know years several years before I was working for Eric, uh, the guy said, "Hey, you want to smoke a cigar that you want to smoke the poor man's padrón?" I said, "Poor man's padrón." Yeah, <laughs> and I and I said and then he and I said, "Why did you call it that?" He goes, "When you're in a room and somebody's lights a padrón, everybody knows." And let me tell you, that's a, outside of our, my own. That's my favorite cigar. I like the number nine, either Maduro or natural. You know, mm. I prefer the natural if it's around. Me too. That's that's my jam. But he was right. You lit him, and man, this smells really good. And to and every once in a while, I'll I'll grab a Musella when I'll light it in the office. I'm like, man, that smells really good. That you know, that's that's almost right on. But if, you know, why do you suppose? So look, the, why do you suppose you like the natural over the Maduro in that case? Well, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. It really is. It's it's so contrary to to my personal beliefs, but I think I I just I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's it's this I do like the natural I do like the natural more than I like the Maduro in that one. I, I, I just I'm attracted to that cigar. So and we've got a couple of interesting things for for two thousand twenty three that, you know, uh, hopefully nothing in Habano. So we'll you know <laughs> But listen, listen. And and, I'm, and I say this jokingly only because I'm on a show with you guys and we're friends and stuff like that. I know people like Habano cigars, and and I know not everybody's been smoking 30 years or 30 shit, 35 years, you know, or 37 years, whatever. But I, and I know people like Habano, and and listen, you like what you like, and and it's not me being on here to to rag on Connecticut's or Habanos, but it's just I get I get more into it and I get more excited. When I'm working on something, then it's going to have a darker wrapper on it. Mm. When it's going to have a when it's going to have a Mexican or a broadleaf, I get really into it. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to tell you that I get like one of these, you know, these new age master or blenders that you know I sit and I karma with the leaf and I read it, and, <laughs> uh, you know, until I until I leave this profession and go into something else, you know, and, and become a master at that. But you know, I I really get excited. Guy wants to do a project. Oh, I wanted a dark Sumatra. I'm on it, baby. I, I got you. I know what we're gonna do, you know. And I'm and I'm really excited about that. That that and and there and listen, there there are some cigars from other people that I smoke that, that are Maduros and you know I, I I feel you. You know I I I really I get it. You know and I and I'm I, and I and I love them. I I just do. I mean now, I'm, I'm fanboying here, but I do. I do. Now Hector, when. Uh... When you're when you're blending and you're getting like blends, you know that they're sending you from the factory and stuff. This all this always really interests me because uh, hmm. we talk about this all the time on in in the studio here, just between us fellas. But when they're when the cigar is young, like you know, in fact, when people send us cigars blends uh, that we might pick for projects that we do, they'll always kind of like, hey, you know, just so you know, this is going to be young, you know, so be prepared. But um, how do you know those when it's just young and that's going to like go away? Like, are you, you when you're Listen, smoking those blends, are you saying to yourself, okay, like I can understand that in with proper aging, this is going to be really good. Or I can understand with proper aging, this still isn't going to be good. Like what are the differentiating factors that make you understand that in a couple months, this is going to be what you want? Listen, there, uh, 
that's the biggest risk in this in that in this industry for us, especially if you're not, you know, you're not located down there or headquartered there. So, you're I'm there a week, ten days, and I'm working on something. I have to make a decision from right there on the spot if this is worth continue. You know, after I after I roll the first five, not roll after I get them rolled, I get the first five blends made, and then I have to make a decision that next day. All right, right, I think this has potential. This doesn't have potential. I have a good, I have a good batting average for that, but I, you know, I have been wrong. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's it's a gamble that you're taking. Uh, when samples come in, and it's and and it's you, so one of the few times you'll see me scurry out of the office when the shipment comes in, and I know samples are coming. I try to get to them right away. Try to get to them right away, because if they get opened, and then Eric grabs one, or Junior grabs one, and they'll smoke and go, oh, bro, this is, you know, this, this is, I, I go, it just got made. It's defrosting from being frozen. Mm-hmm. It just got made. It just traveled, you know, it traveled three hours by plane. It sat, who knows how long it sat there. You got to give it some time. But I'll open it up, and they'll go, well, why are you smoking it? Because I know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm looking for. That's now, the only when you thing say I- that, wait, Hector, when you say that, um, what is it? What are you looking for? Like, um, is it is it just a feeling? Is it a gut feel? Is are there some? Objective- well, I look. I'll look to see. I'll grab my. I'll grab my bundle. I'll grab my bundle and I'll say, okay, this is this. This one has this has this stuff in it. It should. I should get this taste from it. Oh no, <laughs> that's not working out. Like we're gonna sit that. Let's sit that over here. Oh yeah, yeah. This is exactly yeah. what that is, and that's and that's how I. And don't get me wrong. I don't dis- discard that bundle. There's there are times that. I can recall off the top of my head two or three times that we made a cigar based on a blend that we discarded at first that, you know, we kind of kicked it aside because it wasn't ready. It just wasn't ready. And then when we smoked it a month and a half, two months later, because I was just going through my, you've been in my office, you've seen that big humidor I have, all all, all full of little baggies with dino, dymo tape labels on them that says what it is, what it, I, oh my God, this really, this really aged well. All right, what what project do we have that is seven months from now that we can get these cigars done and they'll you know, and and we've done that. I mean, they're not. They're, it's 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 really it's 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 just like I said. You know, it's it's a huge risk. Uh, we used to tell, Eric tells a story about the Honduran effect, and it's I didn't believe it until we did it ourselves. We had some cigars that were rolled at the factory that had been sitting at the factory. Remember the old airport and uh, you know the Managua Airport. You had that yeah. little cafe that you could smoke in the back. Right, right, right. You right. had this big ugly green couch and it was loud extractors. And we, me and him, smoked a cigar there before we got on a plane. One of the last times that I flew with him, because I usually go to Nicaragua by myself, and we smoked and I'm like, man, this is really good. This is going to be something good. You know, when we got to Miami, we had an extra one in our pocket. Hmm. When we flew to Miami and landed and lit that cigar. What mm-hmm. the hell is this? Yeah. We had to, uh, out out the window, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, out the window, and that and that it wasn't exposed to an elements. It was in my pocket the whole time, you know. I had it in my from my, sh- and, and and that's happened, you know. Wow. So listen, it's 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 always it's always a risk. It's always one of these. It's always a gamble. But we've been we've been luckier than most. Uh, we're we're lucky most of the time. Mm-hmm. Now I, I do have to note that the comments are overwhelming. People wanting the psychedelic turtle two mm. again, again. So wow. many comments. That is a great. Here it is. And by the way, uh, Hector, 
And that's what I'm smoking right now. When I, when I, uh, this name they already had, Psychedelic Turtle, JR Cigar already had this name. And Eric was like, yeah, let's do it. But they already have the name. And I was like, oh, yeah, what is it? And he's like, Psychedelic Turtle. I was like, oh, God. What? <laughs> uh, how am I going to? But you know what? The the band and everything ended up coming out. Um, and the first one was good, too. But the second one. The second one was And it is uh, San Andreas, by the way. Okay. It's it is a, San, it's San Andreas. It's San Andreas now, and over just... Jalapa Binder. And then uh, fillers, Condega, Amatepe, and Jalapa. Yes. Now, I'll tell you this. 14 or 15 passes to La Zona Palooza are still out there unclaimed from these packets, if right. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Nobody, somewhere, these cigars either... when They, they don't exist, the Hector. They don't exist. They, Come on. I, I, my, uh, I, I am above reproach when it comes to being honest <laughs> on these things. I did them myself, and I cannot believe that five years later, not a single person said, hey... I got one of these Willy Wonka tickets. You know, I, uh, what do you want me to tell you? We did 10 the first time. I think we did 10 the second time. Like, And nobody has found these things. Wow, that's so, so weird. I guess people don't. A lot of people just don't. They want to collect it and don't want to open their bundles or something. I don't know. Like, where did they go? I can't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't do that. I know there are guys, and I've met guys at shops when I go to events, and they, and they, they look, there's John, well, John Marzala. About, well, I made sure John didn't get a ticket. John comes in. <laughs> no, but no, there's still a, a lot of guys. Uh, they they let you know, the only people who can get away with this statement are the Cubans. Oh, I bought a box of Cubans, but I'm going to let it sit for two years. Who the hell does that? You know. Well, I just I opened a that. bundle tonight that, that, that I'm smoking right now. Could have been, could have been in there. I there, opened, I opened. Yeah, but that your bundles, bundle. your bundles. Well, unless I you bought, bought it. Your bundle. Oh, that was yours. I, oh, okay. I, you know, I bought it on just like everybody else. No, but I, I know we sent you guys bundles at first, so you guys can always have some for giveaways and shit like that. And those didn't have the no, no didn't have I, paper. I like also that. always buy one. Now, Listen, Hector, I, go, ahead, go ahead. I I don't I can't I don't want to give anything away. So be be careful what you say here. So we don't want to give anything away. But uh, if you want to make your travel plans to go to famous smoke shop on November 11th, I can tell you that there's going to be a big dojo party. Uh, dojo protocol party on november 11th of this year and we'd love to have oh, the guys, all, all the all the, the dojo guy, yeah are the, are the guys from protocol going to be there yes the guys from protocol are going to be there oh no i have um uh, so I you may you anal, may be able to I have uh, an anal bleaching that day <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> you, you 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 might be able to figure out what what might be happening but there is going to be a big event on november 11th so if you are in Anywhere in the country, really, but especially if you're in that area of the country, uh, make sure to make plans to join us at Famous Smoke Shop oh, yeah. that night. It's going to be amazing. Hector, you you have a lot to do with that night. Um, we won't say how, but I think maybe people can figure that out. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a great night. Uh, yes, I'm not. Uh, you know, you're right. I almost spilled the beans there. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but it's, uh, I'm not going to say. But I will tell you, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be it's special. Gonna be it's going to be a very, very special Dojo 10th anniversary sort of party and release. And uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, but, Hector, uh, real quick, since we talked about Connecticut, Habano, Maduro, uh, other than those ones, what are other cigar wrappers that you really... You I, know, love Matafina. Yeah. I love Matafina. I love Matafina. I love Sumatra. I love Matafina. I love Sumatra. Uh, we did a Cameroon. Which yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of the guys who re- a lot of the guys who do cigar reviews uh, said that you know 
it, uh, Cameroons shouldn't be strong because you're over we made it, we did a Cameroon that was fantastic Warzone the last one just the last iteration of it came out it was a nice ballsy uh, Cameroon uh, like I said we've done Dark Sumatra uh, I, I I that's what I like I mean it's what I really like and I blended a cigar uh, earlier this year that's it's it's like uh, eventually it, it'll come out it's like chocolate pound cake Mm. So we'll see, we'll see how that works out. Wow, yeah. that sounds delicious. It is. Not fruitcake. <laughs> chocolate. You know what? It's more like chocolate fruitcake now that I think mm. about it. Right. It is kind of more like chocolate fruitcake. So it and must it's be heavy Maduro. like chocolate. Yeah. Well, it is. And it's heavy like chocolate fruitcake, just as wow. you can imagine. Tastes better than it sounds. All right. <laughs> well, Hector, we can't thank you enough for joining us I, on uh, Friday night on Smoke co- Night Live, my friends. How are the comments? Did we have a nice, uh, we have a nice oh, turnout, nice comment? Absolutely. Just Everyone. only Turtle 2 comments, pretty much. Turtle 2 Ex- comments. Exclusively Turtle 2. <laughs> that cigar like is a an, hit. You, ha- you, may, you may have an agenda, sir. You may have a hidden agenda. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Uh, Hector, thank you so much, brother. I uh, can't wait to hear what uh, you got coming up for us uh, with Espinosa Premium Cigars. Don't go away, Hector. We want to talk to you after the show. But, folks, Wednesday night is Flavor Odyssey. It's a wild card edition. Robbie and Randy will... Uh, we, we just ended the German beer segment of the show, which was a ton of fun. Had some good beers. Had uh, the, the last one wasn't quite as good, the Doppelbach, but most of those are super, super good. Had a great time with that. Wild card edition. Robbie or Randy will let you guys know on Monday what, uh, what the pairing will be, and we'll do that next Friday night on Smoke Night Live. Uh, it's the uh, Quality Importers guys, uh, Joe Grow, Michael Giannini. Jordan, how do you say his last name? Giannini. 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 Michael Giannini. He, he's got some great boots, right? Oh yeah. Hector, have you seen? Oh my him? God, he's. I saw. First time I met him, I thought he was a wizard. <laughs> I mean, he just. He just. He just showed up. You know, he's got. He's blinged out. He's just, you know. <laughs> and now he's got like a bodyguard. Joe Grow's like six eight, like Magilla Gorilla. He's got a guy, you know. He, I, the first time I met him, I was like, "Man, this guy's like a, this guy's like a sultan." He's like, look at this guy. This guy is that is that Italian? I mean, look at here. I mean, I could never. I, I don't have that kind of fashion style. Though. You, you don't. Do you, do you do you not uh, like keep your shirt like way unbuttoned like like those kind of guys do? Like the uh, no the Robert I don't, I don't Caldwell. Have that kind, no, I don't have that kind of decolletage. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I try to. I try to sexy, keep. Baby. I try to keep that covered up. Anyways, that's uh, that's next uh, Friday night, a week from tonight. By the way, uh, not only um, we'll be giving away 108 cigars, but uh, next week's going to be like a Zycar week. We're going to be giving away a bunch of Zycar cutters, and uh, we'll let you know the details on that. Monday, you can win Zycar cutters there. all week long, and then also on the show next Friday night. So make sure to tune in. You might win just by commenting on the show. You might win a... A brand new Zycar cutter, Jordan. Hello. Hello. That's incredible, man. Listen, that these new... guys are every, everywhere. In the last month, I've seen them everywhere. Joe's, Joe's really making a yeah. big impact over there. Oh, They're yeah. everywhere now. A new crazy cutter that you, like, you spin the, the thing. Yeah, uh, we're going to we're gonna test that out and see how we, that works. We, you, know that, you know that Espinosa, we don't do cutters because we yeah, don't you, make, we don't make torpedoes or bully close We just, perfect. Yeah. That one notch that it the works. dentist wants to keep fixing. No, don't get rid of it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways next week's gonna be huge not only the 108 cigars but the Zycar cutters all week long uh that you can win because it's the dojo jordan and that's just what we do that's and what we do, not baby. only that but uh, on friday nights which is tonight 
Well, you get on the Dojoverse, check into your favorite Espinosa cigars. Um, they're always either the top or in the top three, if not the top every. The Dojoverse loves Espinosa. There's no getting around that. So tonight, get on there, uh, smoke some cigars, uh, share what you're smoking, share what you're drinking, do some hashtag now playing. Do some uh, tears for fears uh, to uh, su- no shout to support no shout. <laughs> no, no shout. Yeah, no shout. Until next week, everybody. Remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. See you alone. next week. Boom. The Monte Cristo 1935 Nicaragua was one of the most highly rated cigars of the year. Expertly crafted by legendary blenders Rafael Nadal and AJ Fernandez, this cigar was blended to celebrate the 85th anniversary of the Monte Cristo line. It is hand-rolled using all-age Nicaraguan tobaccos exclusively from AJ's farm. This bold cigar is bursting with rich notes of chocolate, leather, a dash of spice, and a smooth, creamy finish. Enjoy one of the finest cigars of the year right now at jrcigars.com. 